0: hey hey everybody episode number 62 i uh i keep taking these little pauses between episodes it's already almost the end of the week so i apologize it's just man the weather kind of turned crappy here it's slick out i had a pickup that was down and trying to get around in that honda on ice and yeah (laughs) it's it's horrible but but no let's jump right back into it here i'm not i'm not gonna waste a whole lot of time uh, talking about my day-to-day stuff today <laughs> We're gonna get right back into the story I was just talking about I left you guys off in 61 I was talking about kind to get out, Running around Newcastle there In a uh, power wheelchair And uh, thank God Cause at this time Just to kinda clear up the timing A little bit We're The end of March Going into April Uh And thank God It was a mellow coming out of winter into spring season there uh sometimes here in wyoming the end of march april we had some of the heaviest snow we've ever seen uh but then there's times like this particular year which would have been in 2017 we uh we had kind of a kind of a mild thing going on there every now and then we get this little microburst snowstorm or something that would come through there but it wasn't enough to really slow anything down it got cold but not not overly cold i could actually go outside in my power chair in the beginning of april there and and cruise around just in a hoodie and uh was perfectly comfortable so so I was I, I was real fortunate to have kind of a season that was working with me to let me out of the house a little bit, and get this freedom. Because like I said, I had my super cross ramp out there, which was also my what I envisioned as like my running heavy equipment simulator. <laughs> Just the, how extreme it was, it was so cool. But I don't recommend it for anybody. I was I was a professional at being crazy, <laughs> so so no, but no I, it, it was nice. I could go outside. I could cruise around. I just go for little cruises. I got to where I would go cruise around town. I was out cruising around in the wheelchair. I was mingling a little bit. I was seeing some people. One thing that came up that that I had to get done because I don't know if anybody remembers it, but back the. I don't know 40 episodes ago (laughs) I was talking about being on the ventilator and how it destroyed my teeth and I'm not even exaggerating being on that thing for so long my teeth the enamel broke down I was breaking teeth I I literally I looked like a drug addict Uh, my teeth were total when it was really it was really hard on my self esteem it was something that it was really hard for me to swallow because the whole time I was in Elkhorn, my teeth were just falling apart, and, and uh, they looked they looked horrible, and it was it was embarrassing, you know. So going down and looking at them, getting getting some cavities and stuff that had where I would busted them out, getting some of that stuff taken care of was was definitely something that had to be done. So something that we started doing there and i and i made it in there a few times there in uh the month of april was i went down and started seeing the dentist the problem was i had to wait there was a little bit of a delay on my medical coverage from the time i got out of the hospital to the time i got my medical coverage back there's like a a transition from being institutionalized to being out in the real world and uh and i And yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but um, it is something if you ever end up in a situation like this, you know, maybe look into it. Talk to your case manager really closely about the transition of your medical coverage. Because something that I ran into this whole time when I got out of there, I I didn't waste any time. It was the following week I started physical therapy. Nikki would load me up with just a manual chair. We'd load up in the car. And we would go down and, uh, and we would, we would, uh, do physical therapy right there in Newcastle. It was something that we got right on. And, but I did not know about this delay in my medical coverage. So by the end of that first month that I was out, I ended up with like a $7,000 bill for physical therapy that came out of nowhere it was like oh my god i like i don't have enough problems just lay on a seven thousand dollar bill on me too while we're at it because my medical coverage delayed by 30 days so yeah it was it was it was definitely something and definitely something to uh be aware of if you're ever in this situation like i said really talk to your case management and see what see what the process is see what see what all the steps are to make sure as soon as you get out of that facility, you're covered, you know, and that's and, and extremely important, you know, just to avoid those bumps in your road, you know, you've already got enough problems, so. But, uh, but no, I, I was doing physical therapy, I was getting into the dentist to start getting a little work done on my teeth, and and uh, cosmetically, my teeth were destroyed. It was, it was definitely something that was gonna be in the plan to uh, just replace those teeth, um, but for the time being, something that I was really concerned about was infections getting some kind of a dental infection stuff that just puts me at a much higher risk of having some kind of a reoccurrence with the guillain Bray. and uh, I definitely didn't want to go back through this whole process again just over the fact that I had some bad teeth so it was it was something to definitely uh to give my attention to it was something that had to be done and and not only that, but I mean, it, it, I was, I was in a lot of pain. I was pretty miserable with my teeth, and and my teeth were, they were in such bad shape. I mean, I couldn't hardly eat any anything that I really liked. By this time, I definitely couldn't eat a steak. It wasn't gonna happen. My teeth were just—they were so far gone—that it was just something that wasn't gonna happen. And and I and I I really, really wanted to boost my self esteem a little bit. So I knew that going down and getting the necessary stuff done to at least clear myself from having infection after infection, it would be another step closer to getting my teeth just redone. And uh but man that stuff is expensive. <laughs> so I cannot believe the amount of money that goes into into teeth. And it's, it's crazy. But, but no, I, I went down, I was I was doing the thing with the dentist I was doing the physical therapy. I had a routine going on. Something that I started to kind of get a little active with, and I was talking about it in the last episode, was I started attending some of the uh, city council meetings. And uh, the main purpose for attending those meetings was I wanted to make an address to the issues that I was finding around town with the accessibilities. Okay, the stuff that when I was out running around town in my power chair, the little obstacles that I ran into that I myself, I I had kind of a high tech chair and uh, being, being uh, kind of with some of the experience that i had had in the past as far as, believe it or not, running equipment gave me a little bit of a brain as far as the kind of obstacles that I could take this chair through. Sounds crazy. But, I mean, really, I mean, if you think about it, just the angle that you hit an incline, you kind of know. You can feel your limits and, and stuff. And But when I was out running around town, I ran into a lot of obstacles that just didn't make sense. And it was obstacles that I felt were hazardous to anybody that was in my position that didn't really know how to handle those situations. So i'd go to these city council meetings we'd go down there and we'd just sit in and listen the first couple ones that i went down and listened to i kind of kind of just overheard to get a feel of what they do and and stuff i'd never in the past attended city council meetings it was just something that i didn't didn't really have to do the only time i'd ever attend one is if i needed to get a permit for something and it was a quick in and out so i didn't really know how these meetings worked but it kind of it put a little pep in my step as far as trying to be proactive about helping solve some of these problems. So it got to the point where I would go in there and I was starting to address the different scenarios that I would run into. So I would go into the city council meetings and I'd be like, hey, you know, at the corner of uh, Seneca and Maine, uh, there's there's this problem and this problem you know you don't have the right cutouts and i get on it and i can't get off with my chair And if one of these uh, elderly people that have a chair that just isn't quite as high tech as mine comes through there i mean they could easily tip that thing over and, and cause some serious problems so i really started to get active with city council stuff addressing the ada stuff um, as far as what stuff was out of spec As far as the regulations go And and I got to hand it to Newcastle Once it was addressed They they put it together And they got right on it I I tell you what They they went around and they fixed a lot of things In Newcastle That has to do with accessibilities uh, That is one thing That I can really really give that little town Is I identified some problems And stuff and they didn't ignore me they listened to me and they got right on it and it was it was really nice but that was something that I was doing was really really gaining an interest in the accessibility side of things and 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 it's something that I actually still I'm actually right now I am taking a class um that will certify me to do ADA inspections and and uh that's just that's something that that, uh that does kind of have my attention you know it's i've run into a lot of situations out on the road over the last four years where there's a lot of businesses out there that just never were educated as far as you know what they actually need to do to be in compliance with the ada laws and uh i want to be able to help with that you know it's something just like my organization that it just. Put together that we're trying to get off the ground and I, I actually picked up a little help with it's all about making a difference out there and and part of it is you know with the organization part of it is identified a problem and that uh, that problem that I identified was there's no awareness for GBS there and, and CIDP is just bad there's no awareness out there uh, the the process is is you end up in a situation where you contract one of these diseases, you go through all the motions, not knowing anything about it, and then a year later when you get out of the hospital, it's kind of on you to track it down, do the research, and figure out what this disease is all about. I don't like that, so we're trying to fix it, <laughs> you know, and it's the same thing with accessibility. Living with disability is something that, when you have a disability, there are so many right out right out of the gate. Okay, if if you're not used to a life with disabilities, if it's not something that you were born with, that that you grew and adapted to, it, it's a real shock to your lifestyle when something happens and you find yourself in this situation. Okay, and that's where I was at this point in time. And now that I'm back in the story here, now that I'm back out on the street and and uh, cruising around and, and mingling and I'm in the real world, reuniting with everybody and, and all the different real-life things that happen out of there because I'm no longer in the hospital, I really start to recognize these challenges, these new challenges. So I just went through this, you know, dang near a year and a half in the hospital and I had all these challenges that I that I met in there and now I'm out in the real world again and it's like a lineup of all these new challenges so it's one of those things where I really started to pay attention I grew an interest in it because I thought to myself when I was cruising around on the streets and I and i and i seen a problem and i got into a position where it was like oh, okay you know and i got in some pretty pretty funky situations with just with myself there that uh, had me on edge a little bit like okay am i gonna get out of this without tipping my chair over and dumping myself out on my face or uh you know so i mean there's some pretty pretty serious situations there that kind of had me spooked even and so i thought about it and i was like you know I got through it, but you know, what if, uh, Hildred, the, the 86 year old gal that I, that I talked to, uh, for an example, you know, if she got in that position, she, she would end up, she would, she would have herself a bad accident with this and, and this could be a life threatening situation, you know? So I gained an interest for it and it was something that that to this day I, I, I have an interest in, is making a difference for living with disabilities. Life, life with a disability is, is not easy. I mean, just like I said a few minutes ago, you already have enough going on. It's why add to it? Because these guys are out of compliance and sometimes you go to find out that it's not that they know that they're out of compliance, they didn't know what what the uh, standards were to meet compliance, you know, and it, and that's how it was. So I gained an interest in that, and I figured, you know, while I'm while I'm kind of down right now and and struggling on my own, anyways, I developed an organization, and I am uh, taking a little action on this. Uh, Um, compliance inspections and and consulting so I can do some ADA consulting with businesses because sometimes they need it you know sometimes they can't can't make a change if they don't know what the changes are that they need to make so that's that is something that I'm that I'm doing right now but but yeah I got real active with the city council and, and then like I said they took they took action on it And, uh, Newcastle's a pretty accessible town now. I gotta hand it to them. They, they did a great job. But no, I was, so yeah, doing the physical therapy. I was working on my teeth a little bit. I was getting active with our local government to get some things handled. And, uh, I was having a good time. I was back in the real world. Things were, things were kind of going my direction, but I got out of hand a little bit. (laughs) So something that kind of happened that i'm i'm not gonna kid anybody on was i kind of took his little step or roll onto the wild side <laughs> hey i had a lot of friends you know and small towns a challenge and and some other stories that i'll get into uh, down the road was was uh, small towns sometimes they you're real limited on the things that you can go out and do okay so at certain times the only thing there is to do for an adult to go to the bar so i found myself going into the, into the bar a lot which probably wasn't the best place to be but uh there really wasn't anything else to do but here's what i was doing i i i went out and i don't really drink much you know and i'd have a beer here and there and i you know back in my early 20s i was and mid-twenties, I was, I had a really, really bad drinking problem, and I actually quit cold turkey for a long time, didn't have any alcohol whatsoever, and, uh, it was, it was something that, uh, that just didn't appeal to me anymore, I didn't like waking up feeling like crap, and, um, it was causing enough problems that somebody was gonna end up getting hurt, or killed, or, you know, uh, legal legal issues could have came out of that. I mean, anything could have happened. So it was time to cool my stuff and and quit drinking for a while. Well, when I got out of the hospital and I was out gaining a little bit of freedom and I had a lot of friends that would, hey, you know, come down to the bar and, and can you hold a pool stick? Because everybody knew that I love playing pool. Okay, so I got asked all the time, do you think you can hold a pool stick good enough to play a little pool? You know, wheel around the... Table and shoot some pool with us, and and finally, you know, I was real hesitant for a long time, but I was finally like, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go down there and hang out, even if it wasn't to go down there and drink. I'm gonna go down there and hang out, and I'm gonna do some socializing, and uh, just help my help repair this social rut that I'm in, and uh, and realistically, that's what I did, and I'm not telling everybody in this position to hey you know pack it up and screw it go to the bar i'm not telling everybody to do that but you know be responsible about your stuff but it is definitely okay something that i feel like is a very important thing when you're suffering a disability and you're feeling a little out of place no i'm not gonna lie even though i was i was around the people that i've known forever and stuff and I, and I was out of the hospital i was feeling out of place i did not feel like i was in the right place i just i i didn't feel good about myself i, I was embarrassed because you know all the people that i used to know they had never seen me like this before because i mean i didn't have i had a few people come visit me while i was in the hospital and people would get updates on social media and stuff about me but I didn't have, there was a lot of people I was seeing out and about um, that that weren't uh, people that came and saw me while I was in the hospital. So they'd never had a first-hand view of what kind of condition I was in, you know. And believe it or not, there was actually some people that when they heard I was getting out of the hospital, they just automatically assumed that I was all better, that I was no longer having problems or anything. So... When you are out and about and you're in public and you're in a wheelchair and you bump into a friend of yours that two years before this, you were out hiking through the mountains and and fishing waist deep up in water uh, in the river somewhere or you were out on a boat or you were getting around just fine and you were kind of athletic and doing pretty good. And you bump into that person out on the street. And they're just looking at you like oh man. That, that, you know and it. I'm not going to kid you. There was a few connections I had out running around town. That uh, that were really heart sinking. Um, I, I shed more tears on the streets of Newcastle. Just running into random people. Um, because they'd see me and they'd be like. No, you know i and so i i I just felt like it wasn't a bad decision to when i would get invited out when my friends would invite me out and say hey you know we're going to the bar you should come down i i don't feel like i was out of line taking them up on that offer to reintroduce myself to all the people that i already knew but in a new condition and and I think it was actually really good for them because I would go down and I would hang out with my friends and stuff that that weren't used to me being like this, and it gave me an opportunity to kind of explain to them, you know, how things are, and and uh, show them, you know, some of the stuff that I can do and the, what I can't do, you know, so they know uh, what I can do. Because your friends, when you get out and you're in this situation, your friends, they're naturally gonna they're gonna be like, oh. Jeff, you're out of the hospital, man. So uh, you know what? Let's go out to the lake and and uh, sit on the cliffs and uh, and watch the boats or something. You know what? But they they don't know what your condition is, and they don't know. Well, I, I'm not going to be able to get on the cliffs, man, because I'm stuck in a power chair, and and uh, when I'm not in the chair, I'm using a walker. You know, or I you know they just they don't know and. It's good to kind of explore that that introduction to your friends. You know, get out there and see the people that you love, and and the people that care about you, and 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 give them a presentation so they know. Okay, so then next weekend, you know, when they're you go out tonight and you hang out for a little while and you mingle a bit and maybe you have a beer. Who cares? But, uh, you go out there, you hang out, you get to kind of reunite with your friends a little bit. They get to kind of get a more clear understanding about what your situation is. That way, you know, next weekend, um, I'm going to tell you, it's awkward when next weekend they get a hold of you and they're like, Hey, we're going hiking in the Bighorns. And you're just like hiking. <laughs> yeah. You're a real comedian today, you know, so no, they won't do that to you. It kind of, it kind of helps. It kind of helps give you guys as you, the person that's suffering this disability now and your friends that, that need an understanding. It gives you guys some kind of a common ground to be able to meet on as far as catching each other in the middle to satisfy spending time with you and helping you get back into the swing of life but it also gives you that chance to give them a little bit of clarity on what you're capable of and you know it's like i mean for for a lack of harsh ways to put it and not not trying to be harsh about it but it's like okay don't invite me to the bar today to shoot pool and then next week invite me to go jogging in a, in a relay race when I'm in a wheelchair, like I'll, I'll roll along the best I can. But the fact of the matter is you're talking about going jogging up a mountain on a gravel road somewhere and it's just ain't going to happen in my power chair. So, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of things to consider, you know, and, and you got to give your friends and, and the people that you know out there, you got to give them that opportunity to learn about you. You know, they got to relearn what your situation is it's really like meeting again for the first time but i am not kidding i met a lot of people out and about that were like man you know and they were bummed out i remember one friend of mine he he walked into the bar i was sitting at a table and he didn't realize i was actually out they they just got into town and uh, he thought i was still in the hospital and he comes walking by and he walked right by me at first and i was like hey man and he turned around and looked at me. And he's like, Shane. And he just looked at me. And he's like, no, dude. He's like, you can't be in a, you can't be in a wheelchair. Like, get out of that thing, man. What do you got to do to get out of there? Like, and we, and we had a real heart to heart connection there. Cause it, uh, it was hard. Sometimes you got to think about it. Sometimes, you know, it's hard on you to go out there and face the world with this new lifestyle being disabled it's hard on you it's like it's it's a it's a kick right in the face sometimes you know you go out there and you're you're kind of embarrassed you feel embarrassed but i'm telling you get out there get out there crack a joke or two try to have a good time you know and uh and allow your friends the opportunity to relearn who you are now they say it all the time people change okay sometimes it's physically and and that's that's something that people need to see you know they your friends won't understand it unless you present it to them sometimes so you you gotta be that one that takes that stand so so i was i was i was getting out and uh i was mingling a little bit and I do actually recall one particular night where I did, uh, I had a few drinks, you know, it was like kind of a a celebration of, okay, I'm out. I am going to go all out. I'm going to have a good time and I'm going to let loose for a night. I've got good people watching me. I, nothing bad's going to happen to me. So I'm going to let loose. We're going to have fun. And, uh, it was a bad idea. Because I'm not kidding. When I got home that night, I was I was in no condition to be operating a motorized wheelchair, let's just put it that way. I uh, and then I was full of jokes. I wouldn't shut up. I was running my mouth. I'm actually surprised somebody didn't beat me up. <laughs> but, but no, I, it uh, I went a little overboard. So I learned a valuable lesson that night and it took a few of these times to actually get the lesson through to me but so what i'm trying to say to everybody is get out there mingle let the people relearn who you are you need to relearn where you are who you are what your limits are don't let it get out of hand because i'm not kidding there was a couple times that i could have got myself into some trouble there and uh I don't recommend that. You know, if you go out and you're going to do this stuff, be responsible about it and uh, and be careful, you know, and that's why that's why I always say, learn your limitations. When you're in a wheelchair, learn what your limits are. That way you're not finding out at the wrong times. When you find out at the wrong times, that's when things go wrong. You end up hurt. Some people, people have died. They've gotten themselves into positions where they, they can't get out of so I mean, it is something that you you really do need to take serious. So, so definitely, definitely know your limitations before you try to have a good time. We'll get into some more of these good times in the next episode. We uh, we're running out of time on this one. We'll get back into another one possibly tomorrow, maybe later tonight. We'll see. But you guys stay warm out there. It's like ten degrees, windy, snowy, <laughs> icy. So be safe out there. Stay warm. God.